When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, let's get brewing. Maybe that's going to be our, maybe I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to start a new intro. <laughs> four and a half. Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. What's brewing, everybody? That's our new intro. Four and a half seasons into the podcast. My name is Cam Hasbrook. Welcome to the Bruins and Bruins podcast, to the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Diehards and sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. I think we're also presented by Pride Diehards still, but we haven't we haven't done anything in a while, so we should probably get on that. But uh, anyway, how's everybody doing tonight? We got Chris, we got Drew, and we got. I actually, it's been long enough that I kind of forget whether we're still doxing you. Are you spoked or are you? All right, well, he didn't give it a decisive answer, so Colin's on the pod. Okay, <laughs> he spoke to Z. Uh, I think we doxed you a while ago. Redacted. I don't think it counts because no one listens. So, you know, if no hey, one, you know, if it hey, falls hey, in the forest, hey. nobody hears it. Is it still? Is it still doxing? Who's hey, there's there's is, some is people this... out there, but not enough to like ruin Colin's life or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not this really surprisingly well listened. I, I do a pretty good. I do a pretty good job of that myself. Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about it. That's good. I actually, uh, yeah, there's no reason that anybody should listen to this, but people do. Uh, unless you're listening to DraftKings and, and Raycon, in which case we got so many listeners. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's everybody what's everybody got going on here? We got past the uh, the great freeze of 2023 up here in New England. Uh, Chris was chilly out there in San Diego at a, at a tough, we're probably 65 degrees out there over the weekend. But Oh, let's, um, let's check it. It's 62 degrees right now, baby. Yeah. They were really testing our patience between uh, like 10 days of no Bruins hockey and then just dropping it down to like negative 50 here uh, in, in the fine territory of New England. But um, it's all right. We got some brews to keep us warm. So who wants to start us off? Drew, I saw you, little, you got a little something from our, uh, our boy Peter Bissell. Yes. So when uh, Peter of Bissell Brothers Brewing Company uh, left us left us some gifts, um, well, gave us some gifts as we left the brewery after that episode. Uh, this is a precept German style Pilsner. Um, and so out of all the ones that we got, this is definitely the smoothest drinking, mostly because the others are IPAs or at least like 7%. Um, not sure what this weighs in at. But it's a, it's a pilsner, you know. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy. So drinkability there. I'm gonna have to go with a 34. It is very smooth. Um, tasteability. It's fairly strong, but you know, it it is lighter. It has a little bit of that lighter beer taste. Um, so tasteability. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with like an 18. Um, but a, a mighty fine. Pilsner, but not quite as fine as our our brothers in arms Miller Lite. (laughs) 
Is uh, it their, okay. th- that their slogan? Or... <laughs> Uh, yeah, mighty fine pilsner. Sure, yeah. Yes. Chris, before you <laughs> go, it's like a fine pilsner beer. Before you go, Drew, when you were just like, before he left us, I thought you were about to say the guy's dead. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my yeah, fuck actually, it, oh my god. He spent like two hours with Drew and I, and he was like, you know what? He's like, that's <laughs> it. Okay, I've had enough. Holy yeah. fuck! I was, I thought we were breaking news. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, anyways, go ahead, Chris. What, what's that pink drink you got going on? I'm the host now. Uh, as as it. I am still recovering from illness, I am drinking a uh, a noon dissolved in water. Um, it is a, a triple triple berry noon and noon. The time of day. It is uh, it is a hydration deal with uh, with all those uh, electrolytes you need. Um, it's got what plants crave. Mm. Um, is that their slogan? That sounds like a good slogan. No, that's that's a <laughs> we got a reference. Plants crave. It's a reference to the film Idiocracy, where uh, Terry Crews plays the president in the future, and instead of water, they're watering plants with Gatorade, and uh, like the government's sponsored by Gatorade. So at, at every like press conference, he goes, "Gatorade, it's got what plants crave." <laughs> that's nice. That's uh, mm. we're not too far off from that at this point. Uh, it's got a nice little fizz to it. Um, very drinkable. 37 drinkability. Uh, like a three tasteability. It's uh, a little less sugary than, than Gatorade. And, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Very nice. What a beauty. Uh, host Colin, do you want to pick us up? or? Cam, uh, please shush. Uh, I'm the host. Uh, <laughs> Apologies. Sorry. Spoke Z, you want to go ahead? Yes, I do. Thank you, Colin. Uh, well, first of all, haven't seen you bastards in a long time, and now that I'm actually seeing you in person, Chris, congratulations. No, thank you. I didn't, yeah, I saw that. I was like, is this real? <laughs> it is real, in case I was wondering. He was giving uh, it a few weeks just to be safe on the congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember, what is it? What a tasteability, drinkability, what the fuck? That's those are the two. Yeah. That's it. I feel like there used to be more. Yeah. Oh, I swore really loud and there's a child. Uh, I got headphones in, don't worry. Thank, thank God. Thank God. Uh go off, Colin. Miller Highlight, triple IPA. Um 37s all around. Shots uh, I had about a lot of them over the past four days. Haven't slept since Sunday, and we're ready to rock. So thirty sevens all around. Anyways, let's let's start talking hockey. Uh, Cam, go ahead. Yeah, well, Colin is one of those few people that he can say it's uh, Tuesday. By the way, he can say he hasn't slept till Sunday. I have no I, idea. I, I have no idea what day it was. No yeah. idea. I, I, I'm not I, I did not sleep last night. <laughs> That's a good life. Uh, I am drinking uh, also something from our our buddy Pete. Uh, this is a Bissell Brothers Reciprocal. Who's Double alive? dry hops IPA seven point three percent. Whew, that's good stuff right there. Uh, that's not the most powerful one. I think you sent us home with an eight percenter as well. So, God, good beer that does the job. I'll say. Oh, this one is uh, pretty thick. It's got a very deep hazy IPA color. It it looks like an IPA. That's for damn sure. It tastes like one too. Drew test. Hoppy, um, consistent, smooth. Goes down really well for an IPA. Uh, yeah, no shot of the Drew test. Uh, drinkability, 
<laughs> Delayed reaction there. <laughs> uh, drinkability is pretty high. Um, again, it's hoppy like any double dry hopped IPA is going to be, but it actually is really smooth for, for what it is. So I'm going to give it like a 28, considering factors. Uh, tasteability, pretty good. 32, 32 on the tasteability scale. Um, and it's got our bruise and brewing stamp approval. We got to add like an audio sound for like a stamp. It's like, ah, stamp. Approved. Just have everybody goes stamp and smacks the table. There, that's, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the one. It should just be like a, a shot off the post because it doesn't really mean anything. So it should just be a puck hitting a post. Just, there you go. <laughs> it's just Look like ah, that's goal. close. <laughs> that's close to the level of approval we want. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I'll send it back to our host, Colin. Chris, Chris is rocking the. Uh, oh God, I just did not mean to take a screenshot. Anyways. Chris is rocking the uh, camera angle from Bruce Almighty when he starts typing. The first time he starts like sending off all the prayers and everything, he's just like this. So it's really throwing me off. He also looks like he's about to write an article for the Boston Globe. Um, <laughs> that's a great hat. It's a great Thank hat. You. And I really, what's in the corner over there? What, what's behind you? Uh, oh, we got all sorts of cleaning stuff. We got a. Uh... That thing is like a scraper, like a floor scraper. Uh, that thing is like a, it's some sort of uh, mop or something. And then we got like a dolly. It's kind of suspicious. So you're trying yeah. to think that up really how many, quite. How many kinds of mops are there? Yeah. Uh, how many like that a, you can't identify as a mop at first? It's look like a that. dust broom, I guess, like a dust mop. I don't know. Hmm. I think I know it's still like I don't believe you. Cool. I still think it's something else, but it's okay. It's this is all for uh, like housework and stuff. This is our least finished mm-hmm. of all of the rooms. Oh, you and, are an adult. Yeah. Cam, let's talk shit about your room again, like we did last time. Is <laughs> that with you? That's good. I'm moving actually, so it's all right. Um, yeah, I'll, probably because it was you my like shit. Yeah, I'll send you my layout so you can you can roast me on them some more. Is that a cat? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's smelling my beer I thought you meant breath. my room, and I was like, it fucking better not be. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Well, there you set shit up. Oh, my God. Straight this is Sebastian, the <laughs> Bruce and Bruins mascot. Sebastian, how are you? Good to He's see you. He's a good marketing tool. That's about... I give up my uh, hosting uh, responsibility. That's, that's not how it works. You are the Cam host Gad. now. For the Shut up, Kim. I've fired you 11 million times. Exactly. you got to be the host to do that. It's... <laughs> Oh. oh, wait, hey, actually, hey, I actually, uh, uh, the past, like, month, like, four different occasions, I, by choice, bought this double IPA beer. Uh, I, I, I said to, to Google it, because I didn't know it was, I just bought it because it was a funny can, and I may or may not have bought it mid, midday through a, uh, a little dirty action, but it's a Burlington Beer Company. And it's the one that I thought was hilarious was it's complicated being a wizard. I'll tell you what, didn't taste. I mean, it was fine, uh, it, and it did the trick. All right. Anyways, Cam, back to you. Well, well did it taste like the complications <laughs> of, of being a wizard, or is the yeah, yeah? I didn't really. Yeah, no, I didn't know what planet I was on. So <laughs> that felt it, like... it did the trick. It did the trick pretty good. Pretty good. I feel yes. like it, Colin needs to be our man on the street reporter. He's just like, Cam, back to you. Okay, we kill 15 minutes. Now back to Colin. What's going on there? 
The name of the boss I live is pretty funny, so it could be you could have some good shit. Yeah, what's that radio guy that does all the TikToks and shit that was going around Twitter for a while? We could have like Colin do that, except he just like drinks the whole time. That sounds yeah. Drinks I mean, at I, places in Boston. Reasonable. What yeah. do you What do you guys pay now? Uh, you can reach out to Raycon about well, that one. Well, look, if depends you use... how uh, we were willing to endorse their product. Colin, hmm. listen yeah. here. This is yeah, this is what we can pay you. A picture. If if you're ready for the biggest Sunday sports, <laughs> yeah. if you're ready for the biggest Sunday in sports, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers could get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement. That's right. It's not just Colin that can get it on this. All of you can uh, if you use promo code THPM. Um, we got the DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Update for Pacific Standard Time. Do the math. Chris, what's what's that? What's that? that I, if I had been listening, I would easily have been able to convert for you. But uh, what is six to nine p.m. Eastern there? Six to nine p.m. Eastern. Six. Yeah. It would be three to six p.m. Eastern. I was just coast. looking. I was just checking with our expert. So check in between. Question, check yeah. the app every day between those times to see what prop bet will be boosted. Please talk about your Super Bowl. L-V-I-I pick. Who do you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl? Let's just pause in the middle of this ad. And have a, have a I think they like that. Uh, I got I got the Eagles. Um, I have got the Chiefs, but I want the Eagles to win just to observe mm-hmm. the chaos that ensues afterward. I want both teams to lose. Yes. Bruins. Heard it here first. DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet Bruins, no. And use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I will say this is one of the first times I've felt like, uh, you know, like a big boy podcast because I don't know, listen to the radio, like all the radio ads that don't have the. you know, the official sign off of the NFL. So they can't say the word Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, we get an ad where we can say Super Bowl in it. The big game. Of saying, the big game. Well, that's what we had last year. We had the big game. <laughs> they must have signed that deal. And they got to pass along some of those NFL earnings. Some of those Super Bowl earnings got to come our way. Uh, well, Colin, did you know that this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. We found that the smallest changes in your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night and at your next party, you hearing this, Colin? Raycon has got you covered. And yeah, Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. 
even if you know you love your Raycons as much as we do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee with features like three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation, baby, for when you got the Bruins and Bruins podcast on. All their stuff is good. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's how you know you're big time. They're making you repeat shit like eight times at the end of the goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> the damn ad read. But um, uh, anyway, let's talk about a little Bruins, huh? Or are you I just got, gonna make up more ads? I got I got a Colin question just yeah. to start us off. I ha- I have an answer. No, All don't. right, cool. So this is basically what I've asked every person who's come on the podcast, like for the first time this season, just to <sighs> before we get into specifics and all. How does yeah, it so feel, don't feel to special watch? About it. How does this feel? <laughs> to watch this special team because the team is more special than any of us. Um, I don't know. Um, but how does it feel just observing this like absurd season that the Bruins are having? Well, that was dark. Um, <laughs> we don't matter. Only the quite, quite validating because I got chirped relentlessly uh, when I picked them to win the division. Uh, so for me, you know, I don't like to pat myself on the back here, but I know everything. And um, shout out to the fellas for just doing it and um, being better than everybody. And again, I have now decided to retweet my own tweet every single time they win. When I just said Jim Montgomery really walked into the uh, locker room on day one and said, what if we just kick the shit out of everybody? And um, it appears that's exactly what they planned on doing. And they're sticking to the plan. And it's pretty cool. um, And I like it a lot. So they went through their little rut already. That's over. So they might win out. And uh, it's a shame <laughs> Brett Ritchie's not on the team anymore to say that you know, we can't go like 80, 0, and 3 or whatever it is. You know, he would really belong uh, on this team right now. It really would be that sound bite. What do you think of that answer, Drew? I like it. You know, <laughs> that was a pretty good answer. That was money. He, he pulled the old. Uh... You ever just say like, "Yeah, fuck it," like I'm just gonna do the thing. I watch that once every about like two weeks or so, and I still cannot believe that human being <laughs> might make money to write and words. ask people questions. Yeah, somebody put together a Spotify playlist. That is uh, just Adrian Dater's question for uh, Nathan McKinnon. Oh, oh, and it's just God. all the songs that's like, uh, Nate, uh, you know. The, the internet <laughs> know is undefeated. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to start a beef here, but fuck that guy. What an asshole. <laughs> I think oh you're starting God. to yeah, you're carrying on the torch. It's right. uh, yeah, apparently Christ. also according to uh pretty sources. big bad pretty bad guy. Pretty yeah. bad guy. Really bad guy, some would say. You might say so, a piece of shit, but anyways. Uh, so probably not uh, the guy you know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of bad things going on. Some would say more bad than good. Uh Cam, take it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh we're gonna flip gears from bad to good here and keep talking about the Bruins season. 
Uh, I'll, I'll just, you know, I, first of all, I'll say, uh, great call by, by Spokes here. Uh, love the, the really understanding that the Bruins lost a few games on purpose before the break so that they can come out and just Shout out. roll yeah. the rest of the season. So Montgomery, what a guy. He said, Hey, let's fuck this up for a little bit here. Let's throw the let's rest of the off our about. set. Let's, let's yeah. drop this, this point percentage to like 847 real quick. Yeah, oh, a couple of one-goal yeah. losses against the great stop. teams. Stop talking. <laughs> I've been awake for so long. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, it's been – Just keep um, drinking, Cole. It's been like 30 I years. I am. I haven't stopped. <laughs> it's been like 30 years since the Bruins played. I actually thought the whole league had an off week, and then I saw highlights coming on last yesterday, and I was like, That's, those aren't real. That's not it. The Bruins uh, that's how I know Cam's not off. setting his uh, fantasy lineup. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I haven't actually. Well, no, because I, I said it on Saturday it. and nobody had games, so I just assumed that nobody had games all week, and then yeah, okay. I was wrong. Um, but regardless, uh, we got a stretch coming up here: Caps, Stars, Preds, Islanders. Uh, yeah, nothing jumping out too too much because you know the Bruins, the best team that's ever existed. But still. Uh, some hockey, some hockey coming up. I'm, I got nothing to talk about. And here. that's the pod. That's, <laughs> that's the, pod. the pod right there. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, a, I got a question. Yeah, fire away for everyone in the room. Unless you got something solid lined up. I, I got one lined up after you. All right. Wow, we got to go in order. We have so many questions. Yeah, why did Colin. I host? I'm the one who has nothing to talk about. <laughs> I've, I've got Colin specific questions. He's a this guy's a sicko. He watches every hockey so. Well, I got I got a question for all of us, which will <laughs> my head. Can, can I request that you answer yourself first? Yes. Thank you. All right, Chris, what's your question? I got to think about it. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, so coming up on on the trade deadline, I guess it's, it's not like imminent, but you know you got trades happening and uh, good stuff. True. Uh, I guess one of the things is. How good is uh, Fabian Lysel? Like, you know, he's going to be dangled in, uh, I guess, like by writers and people theorizing about what might go the other way in a big trade. Um, well, is is he somebody who should be untouchable? Like, what's what level of return would you say? Like, nah, we can't give this guy up. Uh. I mean, like, for me, just watching that kid for the last three, four years, like, number one, he's their number one prospect. It's not that close. Um, that being said, like, especially for a team that, like, this could absolutely – like, I think, you know, if they – let's say they win a cup, I could see Patrice Bergeron doing, like, the, all right, I'm, you know, Mark Recchi thing, I'm out now. Um, even though he's literally somehow putting up – better micro stats this year and underlying numbers that he did last year when he had the greatest season and like since they started tracking defensive metrics he's just doing it again so um but i mean like the thing with lee sell is yeah he's a winger he's an undersized winger but like the way he plays he's he's a natural playmaker he makes his line mates better and in a pool where there's not really a guy that you look at and say oh he's absolutely like his future is a top six center. They've got a couple guys that have potential, like Brett Harrison. I think his skating is going to get in the way of him really being a dynamic top six center. The playmaking's not necessarily like his strongest asset. He's got a really good shot. He obviously puts up a lot of points and score goal, score goals. So like the thing with this prospect pool is in like 
you've got like Poitra who could potentially be that guy, probably more of a middle six guy. So Lee Sell's like probably your most dynamic playmaker that you have in the pool. That being said, there's certainly guys who like, if you're going to say, hey, you have to give up Lee Sell to go get that guy. Yeah, there are, but they're also not realistic whatsoever. Like for me, if if Timo Meyer came came around, I will drive Lee Sell to the airport myself. He's one of the <laughs> best players on the planet. And just because he plays in San Jose, like people kind of know, but don't like he's fucking unbelievable. So if that was, which is not realistic because they're not going to be interested in like potentially the 30th, the 31st pick of the first round this year in 2023, they don't have a second round pick. And then after that, like who else do you really have to add to that package? But that's one guy that I would say, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking bring Lee to the airport. If that means Timo Meyer comes here and signs long-term. Um, but I also don't really think that the Bruins with what they need are really in a position they would have to give up. A, like, I don't really think they need a blockbuster type trade. And realistically, Lee sells one of one player that you have that would like feature in like a pretty good, like blockbuster deal. Like he's like the one really, really, really high end blue chip prospect that you have, even though I think there are plenty of guys in the pool who like have value and have NHL futures. Like he's your number one blue chip guy. And realistically, again, like the only blue chip guy, and I just don't think they need to do that. So, um, like, I wouldn't do it for Chikrin. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, lose Lee Sell. Because, again, you've got plenty of defensemen. And you've got McAvoy. You've got Lindholm, like, long-term sign. Uh, Carlo, all that shit. So, like, is he untouchable? No. But there's very, very, very few players in the league who I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd be comfortable throwing Lee Sell in that package. Just because, again, like... They don't really need it this year. This is their year to, to like really win the cup, and then beyond that, who knows? But uh, he's not necessarily untouchable. But it would have to be like a like Timo Meyer might be the only fucking guy. <laughs> so, so I um I need to talk about this text text exchange off the Lysel part that I had with oh. my uncle the other day. This was in a group chat of our our Boston sports fan. Uh, my uncle Mike said, "Thoughts on this trade, Drew? Dot dot dot. Bruins pick up Larkin and the Red Wings get a first round pick in 2023. Frederick and Lysel. So me, having read that very quickly, typed in all caps. Wait, what? All caps. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. All caps. Larkin is sick." Regular caps. Lysel is a lot to cough up, but they are officially stacked. Larkin will be the number one center of the future. <laughs> That's dynamite. And then my uncle Mike said, oh, it was just a potential trade situation, <laughs> but I would want to sign Larkin to an extension. So I, I thought that trade occurred, and I was like, what? what what's um, the difference with all caps and regular? Like, like just nor- do you mean like normal punctuation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so grammar. And... Just like, wait, what? Larkin like, is sick. Lysol is a lot to cough up, but they are officially stacked. <laughs> I um, like in my in my head. It's very funny that you had to like all right, double tap the shift button here. Okay, to, like, <laughs> you gotta really make sure we emphasize this one. All right, I just really want the first part off. Yeah, I took I'm enough time. Psycho. I took enough time to do that. Thinking uh, without reading the text. I would sign if you're the Bruins. I would try to sign Larkin in the off season depending on what Bergeron creates you want to do this year. Like, yeah. again, you have David Pasternak, and you have potentially Fabian, Fabian Liesel coming. Those are two playmaking wingers. Like, Larkin's a stud. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a nine. Well, I can fuck me. Like, after seeing what Horvat signed for, maybe Lark is a fucking nine and a half million dollar player. But, um, like, I think that would be like a really good target to, like, you don't have it in your prospect pool. You don't have anyone close to Larkin. Um, and realistically, like, if your big money guys are McAvoy and your big other your big money forward, David Pasternak, like, Larkin would make sense because he's not going to be as much as those guys. And he would absolutely kind of, like, bridge that gap where you wouldn't be rebuilding because then you have your, like, a legit top six still uh, for years to come, for sure. Like, I would love that, but I wouldn't do it at deadline, though. Larkin is a guy I've gotten in Chell GM modes time and time again. Never mind, I take it back. Let's do it. <laughs> Nail it. <laughs> Not trade deadline, usually before the season even starts, because that's how I roll. Anyway, someone else chime in other than me and Colin. Yeah, I got a question. So just going back to Lee Sell, uh, everybody gets horned up over NHL player comps. So like who's your who's your player comparison that you like? I, I maybe give me like a, a floor ceiling kind of thing, like general play style, but then like if he really pans out the way the Bruins are hoping like what like how how big of a dick can this guy grow over the next few years is what i'm trying to figure out all right I'll, well i'll call his pediatrician see what we got going on down there below the belt but um like i think you're <laughs> like realistically a lot of like what he does and the, the the plays he's able to make uh like you're looking at probably just like a step below like prime artemi panarin where those like cross-ice plays, like the passing and then the dual threat with the shot. Um, and again, just realistically like fitting in with whoever he's playing with in a dynamic playmaking ability. Like you're looking at like a Panarin type player if he hits his ceiling. Again, this is a kid that's still like he's a generous five foot ten and like 135 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> still got so, a pediatrician. Like, yeah. <laughs> whether whether we like that or not, like whether we like that that's a real thing or not, like it's real. Like but he is lighting up the AHL at the same time, playing with players that, like, are they're very good, but they're not, like, he's not playing with other, like, blue-chip guys. So, again, he makes his teammates better. He's a dynamic playmaker, dual threat with the uh, passing playmaking ability of that shot's legit. And he's the best skater from that draft, which, again, is, like, it feels... I was shocked when they made that pick because I was like, wait, he does a lot of things that they hate. He skates really well. He's really fun. He's kind of small. Like, I'm, very, he's not in the USHL. I'm very confused. Um, but, like, again, so Panarin, or, uh, if he hits his, like, absolute ceiling, you're looking at probably just, like, a step or a notch below, like, an Artemi Panarin type for sure. And he's uh, a feisty little bastard, too. Like, he's a prick. Like, he's very funny. Like, he's just, like, going up to guys at, like, 6'3", like, let's see what happens here. Just, like, wax him behind the leg. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get killed. Like, someone's going to murder you. Um, my answer to that question is uh, Zach Senishin. Um, He's just the, the Bruins are going friend. to ruin him and all of his potential. I That's really – I don't want to talk. Move it. Cam, uh, take it away. <laughs> Uh, Drew, did you think of your question yet? Yeah, answer okay. your question, I okay. guess, rather. Okay, all right. Got a two-part question here. One is, who do you think should win the seventh player award at this point in the season? And two, who do you think will? Because there is a major difference in who deserves <laughs> it and who is going to win that Nesson popularity contest. Um, so Colin said I will. I should answer first. Yes. Um, who do I think will? I think it will be Allmark. And like there's some justification there. 
like I don't think anyone expected them to be an all-star this year, uh, which, you know, is a, it doesn't necessarily mean you've had an amazing season always because you, you have to have one player from every team and, you know, it could be like, Oh, the Bruins need one player. And I guess Allmark's been good. Um, but in actuality, Allmark has been a very worthy all-star and amazing. And like, yes, he exceeded expectations, but I feel like the seventh player award should always go to like, I don't know, this someone that isn't in that big starting role. Um, it's not starting the game like, on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean, Lindholm, even so, he was your, like, top pair guy. Uh, but you got to recognize, like, he filled that void with McAvoy. So that would be maybe my pick so far. Um, someone else that stands out to me would be Zaka. Um, at least, like, I think, I think that's someone who we expected to have an impact when he was signed, but um, ever since he was signed to an extension, he's really showed up, obviously. Many, there were many jokes about that, but I mean, he, he's really stepped up in a way that he is a top six guy on this roster now and for the future, um, because his, his career to date has been a little wishy-washy has all this potential. He's a, a little bit streaky with the devils. It, it could be something with their system or other things entirely. We talk about it all the time. Sometimes it's just a change that can really spark a player, but he's been amazing in Boston. So I think Zaka would be my pick. Uh, Lindholm's another guy, but um, I think it's going to, going to be Lindholm or Omar. Yeah. I think uh, it's popularity. Yeah. I would say um, Omar was the first name that came to mind for me. Um, just as somebody who is like, I mean, I think we all realized, I, know, I shouldn't say realized, I think we knew kind of beforehand, but um, appreciated how good he was last year. And I think to see him take that even a step further was pretty unpredictable. But um, for the reason Drew said, I don't know, giving it to like your starting goalie, who was like kind of supposed to be your starting goalie anyway, he hasn't seen the expectations, but I'm not sure if it's quite in the spirit of the award. Um, Zaka is the guy that jumps out to me as the obvious candidate, like Drew said. I also think you can make a pretty good argument for Jake DeBrusque after everything that's happened over mm, the last mm, year with him. Yes, yes. Um, to see him bounce back and and not only produce, but just like really be bought in on both ends of the ice is, is something that I think we've been looking for him for a while. And, you know, considering, like I said, six months ago, maybe, you know, I guess a little more at this point, it was anybody's guess whether he was going to be on the Bruins in two weeks. Um, to see the role that he's contributing right now has been really impressive. Um those are the two guys I think probably stand out the most. I think you could make an argument for somebody like Connor Clifton, who's I think elevated this game a little bit this year. <laughs> My God, really? Can we go um, in depth? On this? But we're not gonna we're not gonna go too hard there. We're getting Drew, Drew's <sighs> eyes lit up right there. But um, no, I think I think Zach is the choice. Um, I think DeBrusque would, would be a good choice too. Um, I think Omar has thoroughly exceeded expectations, but again, giving it to a starting goalie is, is a little tough. Chris, go ahead. All right, all right. Chris, back um, to you. I mean, it's pretty easy on a on a, on a team where everyone's Sorry. playing well. You could basically name any uh, any player on the team. A couple of guys that you didn't mention that I would I would say might be some dark horse candidates. Um, I maybe not so deserving, but I think for the popularity contest kind of deal and for what type of player he is, Nick Foligno. 
that's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I think that's that's the kind of guy who tends to win this award. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, it's kind of a de facto like comeback player of the year award, kind of Blue guy. Uh, like a grit and grinder. Um, and then another guy, uh, Trent Frederick, I think. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Damn it! Okay. <laughs> he he really doing literally right not like helping me at all. We're talking <laughs> about an award. Sorry, uh, this is my uh, ring light. Just you know, this is not helping. But Maybe I'll just by take the a way, and send it to the uh, the Twitter group. We're for, talking for, about for those who award. aren't watching the uh, our streamyard video chat. Uh, Colin just held up a just totally white screen on his phone. And also for everyone not watching, fuck you, watch it. <laughs> I mean, we aren't. I'm streaming. really sorry. I have to stop talking. I'm really That's sorry. Fine. This no, is what we have you on for. You got to bump the chaos factor a little bit. Up. Um, I yeah, will I just remind everyone we we're talking uh, about Drew, award please, that was uh, Chris is speaking. That was once won by Nick Ritchie. Continue, Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm, he's the I'm best good. Best player of all time. <laughs> That's all I had yeah. to say. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I'll jump in then. Uh, spoke to you, Thank you, Colin. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really fucking oh Jesus, agent of chaos. Um, yeah, like I could see fucking people. Well, realistically, with how this goddamn award goes half the time, like I could see people like, oh, I. David Posternock again, you know, just just give it to him. Some of them vote for Tory Krug, like in twenty twenty three. I don't like the top of the lineup guy. Like Old Mark, I really wish I picked him for the Vesna this year. I picked him last year, and it didn't really go super hot for me. Um, in case I was wondering, I did. I didn't win. I didn't win that. I didn't win that future. Um, but like for me, if it's not going to be like, so my predictions would have been like an Old Mark or a DeBrusque or a Felino. And again, like Felino has obviously been demonstrably better than he was last year. But like again, if he fills a role and people don't want to shit out, I'm just going to look at the contract. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, but for me, like Trent Frederick is probably the guy. Like if I was going to vote on it, I won't vote on it. But if I was going to, I'd probably pick Trent Frederick. What are you fucking laughing at, Drew? <laughs> I got something lined up after this. It has nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, shocker. Um, but he's just been like all around good. Like he's been like since he came into the league, um, he's always been very good defensively. And this year, you're starting to just see a little bit more confidence. And like I think a lot of people may have anticipated that just with Montgomery coming in. Uh, he already knew Frederick pretty well. Plus, again, like as all of these fucking kids on this team that played college hockey, like Montgomery's like I I got you. Like we'll 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 figure this out. Um, so I think like of all players who exceeded expectations right behind DeBrusque, I'd probably put Frederick and I'm just going to pick Frederick cause he's not on the first line. So, um, for me, I, if I, and I, again, I'm not voting on it. I don't plan on it. Uh, I really hate a lot of the fucking mess gimmicks, even though I love uh, a couple of people that work there. Uh, Ford um, F-150 Final Five. Uh, well, that's the best. I love that do, shit. Do I used not to love when I, when I did the Bruins <laughs> Die Hard Twitter account, there was nothing that I was more... They could be losing 11 nothing, and I was giddy about just tweeting the uh, the picture of the Ford F-150 Final Five every time. 278 likes within two seconds. <laughs> that's everyone fussing about it. 
Um, but anyways, I'm not going to vote on it, but if I did, I'd probably vote Trent Frederick because I think he's just been really, all around, like, really good. Um, and people will still be like, well, you could have had the breakout. I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> like, that was a long time ago. So, I, my pick's Frederick. I have... Uh, last question, Drew, because I got to go and start making food and stuff. Yes, this is a rapid-fire round. Um, okay. Some seventh-player award trivia. First question. 1968-1969 season. Who won the first ever seventh player award? That was a thing in the 60s? Yes. Go. 68-69. Think of a player from that roster. and Patrice Bergeron. You... <laughs> uh, Tonka Risk. Chris <laughs> Ed Westfall. Um, name three players who have won the seventh player award twice. Oh, there was one recently, wasn't there? Didn't wait. Did Pasternak win it twice? Did Pasternak win it twice? Yeah, that's why I said it. Bro. Let's go. Um, oh, Krejci, Krejci <laughs> has not won it. Krejci never won it. Everybody knew he was a stud. They were like, "Upon this rock, we're building our church." So we, can't. we need uh, two Chris more. Kelly. Chris Kelly. Nope. Assistant coach Chris Kelly. Right. Players who have won it twice. We got David Pasternak. There are two pretty. Re- There's one very recent Bruins player and two pretty recent. Uh, I assume you didn't count Pasta in that. Yeah. Okay. We got Pasta. We got Brad Marchand. And we got Tim Thomas. Or recent ones. Uh, we also have funny. Marchand won it like with five years in between. So like, <laughs> that makes sense. And so did. Uh, uh, there was another guy who won it like five years in between in the 90s. Anyway, uh, final question. Which two Boston Bruins um, <laughs> office people, executives, executives won the award back-to-back? Which two Boston Bruins former players, Sweeney now executives? <laughs> yes. Uh, Sweeney won it in 92-93 and Neely won it in 93 Evan Gold. What? <laughs> Evan Gold. I Damn it. Know. Is that not the guy? I, I would have fucking. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for playing <laughs> Rapid Fire Seventh Player Award. And um, listen Back to this to episode. Uh, Colin, talk about yourself, where we can find you um, on the social media I'm or nowhere. in real life. Just give out your exact coordinates, actually. Um, preferred. Yeah. In real life, you can find me wandering the uh, streets of uh, Boston, Massachusetts, most likely with a uh, brown paper bag, Colt 45 in there. Uh, if you really want to subject yourself to my Twitter account, at SpokeZ, uh, writing for smart, smart hockey, covering Sweden for the 2023 NHL draft. I technically spell a podcast. Uh, with the soda pod that's supposed to drop on Fridays, sometimes I get sick and don't do it because it's by I'm by myself, and um, I can't think of anywhere else where you might find me. I made an Instagram account for. What's your address? So told me. Yeah, my address is <laughs> fuck yourself, man. What? Look at that shitty room. I bet you haven't made your bed in two years.